Welcome to Pop That Culture. I am Sarah. And I'm Joe. Are and you? I always just get pumped up when, when Dave just points. He says, you're number one. I'm still... Ew! Sometimes with more gusto. Today, he did a full-on art. Yeah. With the, he was very stern yes. today. It's like taking control. So, mm -hmm. uh, yes. So, we have a lot of things happening in the uh, world of pop culture, including the fact that um, summer could kill you. What? Summer could kill you. There are many ways. I, really? <laughs> Summer will attack. Is it like stalking us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> With high temperatures. Are, are you sure? Are you talking about that, that Australian boy band? Uh, are they <laughs> Five seconds kill? of yeah. summer. <laughs> are they, are they going to kill us? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Maybe they are, are, are I, you know, handsome, adorable, and After angry hiding at the same from time. Silverchair for a while, <laughs> I thought Australian bands with young kids were going to get off my back. <laughs> no. Never. Mm. And also this month is an, uh, an important anniversary mm. of The Dark Knight. Is it? It's only like two years old, right? Yeah. No, yeah. totally. Just, I mean, we're just wee babies and this only came out yeah. a couple years ago. Absolutely. Or 10 years ago. What? Why does 2008 not seem like 10 years ago? No, it really it, doesn't. It is, because math is funny. Because like, as I, long as there's a 2000 in there somewhere, Then Yeah, then good. I feel like, no, this was just like five minutes ago. Wait, what are you talking about? It's yeah. almost as old as the, it's like, it's like the Incredibles' younger sibling. You yes. Know, that's still in the same school, but a couple grades down. Truth. Mm. But yeah, so they decided to, for the anniversary, they're now going to put the film back out. There's only... Um, a couple of dates, I think, in August when you can see it back on IMAX screens. Amazing. Or maybe this is a uh, Warner Brothers uh, money grab. They'd like to add a couple dollars to the Heath Ledger. Hey, -o. oh. Too soon. Well, I mean, it's been 10 years, so yeah. I don't okay. well. well, actually, how long after the release of the movie did he go? Uh, it was shortly thereafter because he received his Oscar uh, posthumously. Yes. 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 So there's that anniversary, and I don't know if there's anything um, here actually where you can where you're going to be able to buy tickets for it. But I don't mm. know if we're lucky, we'll see. Now there's also another anniversary which is very disturbing: <laughs> uh, the anniversary of the first Jurassic Park movie. Oh my goodness! And there is a scene in the movie after they've just confronted a bunch of dinosaurs or survived some sort of dinosaur attack. I haven't seen the first Jurassic Park in forever, like forever. Right. But this one scene where Jeff Goldblum, which I think was an improv too, I actually don't think that the director. Mm wanted this right but you can't well, stop Goldblum he, from he being tried Goldblum. doing it in Independence Day but he was swatted <laughs> down so he's like I'm gonna do another movie watch out so he's all he's got a shirt on he's got it open he's kind of lounging and breathing heavy and looking into the camera and this uh, has become such a thing I've seen people with shirtless Jeff Goldblum tattoos from this scene what? like really like gigant like full uh, no. yeah so immortalized no. forever no. but now with the big anniversary of uh, the first Jurassic Park there is now a 25 foot Jeff Goldblum shirtless and reclining from Jurassic Park statue no. in England right now. I would rather see Jeff Goldblum. He is from, luxurious. Uh, how about Earth Girls are easy? How about Jeff Goldblum from that? 
I, I mean, does it have to be this? That's a that's a lot of and, and that's okay. a lot of nipple. First of all, all right, I'm calling out every single sculptor in the world except for the Robo RoboCop sculptor because our RoboCop actually looks like RoboCop. No statues or 3D reliefs of celebrities <laughs> that we have seen since the beginning of this yeah, podcast no, have looked like, look like their a, subjects. No, that does not look like Jeff Goldblum. No, I mean it's like a passing resemblance. Like if you were driving by in a speeding car, you might go, "Oh, I think that was Jeff Goldblum." But when you actually look at it, look at it, and when mm. you see there, I've seen other pictures of tourists who are going up to the statue, yeah. and it's just creepy. Yeah, and here's the scale. There's a double-decker bus in the background, but this this looks like Rob Snyder and Elvis kind of <laughs> mashed up. <sighs> yes. Ooh. So the 20, yeah, no, we thought 10 years ago with The Dark Knight was a biggie. 25 years. 25th anniversary of the first what, that's, uh, Jurassic Park. That's what, the gold anniversary? No, 50 is the gold. That's uh, 25. What do you get people the, for 25? The feathers. Is that what it is? Feathers. It's the, coochie, feather, coochie, it's the feather anniversary. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's actually this giant, terrifying Jeff Goldblum statue is just going to be up for this month, and then mm. they're going to take it down at the end of uh, July because they only put it up for the um, anniversary. <sighs> but for a long mm. time to come, I'm sure we are going to get to enjoy the full Mort Crim episode oh, yes. of the Detroiters yes. on Comedy Central. Um, Mort Crim has done a ton of cameos mm -hmm. for the Word Detroiters, up. and normally, so he's retired now. He's in his eighties, mm -hmm. and he's in Florida. Yes. Shocker, and. Um, so normally he tapes his little thing because what it'll be is he'll be on the TV in the bar that they like to go right. to. And so he'll just tape them in whatever studio in Florida mm. and send them to him. But for this one, because the whole episode was about Mort Krim, he came to Detroit to film it with the two lead actors. What's hysterical is so, you know, Mort Krim has become very famous for um, his magic window <laughs> commercials mm -hmm. like if you're a younger person, that's probably the only thing you know him for. He's like, oh, is that old dude in the Magic Windows oh, commercial? And you know what? Oh, young people out there, he is who Will Ferrell based Ron Burgundy on. Yes. There's there's the connection. There you go. To youth. He's beat. There it is. Um, but so the two ad guys in the show, Detroiters, want more Krim to be a spokesperson for and do a commercial for um, Garner Wyke. Geez, I wonder what that might be a parody of. <laughs> yes. Is it a furniture store? It is a furniture store. Funny uh -huh. you should say. It's about feeling comfortable in tough times, but once the cameras start rolling, Mort Krim veers away from the script and somehow winds up challenging ISIS to a fight during oh. these commercials. Wow. So here <laughs> is a little sneak peek of tonight's episode that is all about Mort Krim on Detroiters. So I swear to God, I say to Marvin Gaye, what's going on? And it's like a lightning bolt hit. And he says, Mort, you know I already did an album with that name. <laughs> oh, Mort, I hope it's not crossing a line, but uh, we run a small ad firm, and we'd love for you to come and be the spokesperson for Garner White Furniture. We know it's just a local commercial, but when we think of a name that people trust, only one comes to mind. A man who taught us about the world. The man who picks us up on our worst days and cheers us on our best. 
the man we rely on, Mort Krim. So what's the commercial about? Uh, it, it's great. Uh, you, you point to a pull-out couch, and you say, come on down to Gardner Weiss Furniture, where we don't sleep on savings. No, 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 no. I mean, what's the big idea? Why, why do this commercial now? Uh, so, sell furniture. No, no, no. I mean, the commercial's got to speak to what people really care about. Now, what do you do on a sofa? You watch TV, you read to the kids, you pay some bills, but it's a place where you think about the things that really matter to you. The economy, uh, health insurance, ISIS, North Korea. It's not a sofa. It's Plymouth Rock. You want to sell furniture, you go get Guy Gordon. You want Mort Krim, you better be ready to get real. Well, sir, we're ready to get real. Yes. All right, now let's get down to brass tacks. Who's shitting his pants? It's Tim's jacket. Shut up. It stinks. Okay, <laughs> to hear Mort Krim swear I know. <laughs> is is gold. And to hear him make fun of Guy Gordon a little can bit. We, can we get Guy Gordon? We should. Can we get him and see what he thinks about I don't know if that? he had, I don't know if he knows that he had a shout out and that that's amazing. I you know what? I think I might have a way of getting a hold of Guy Gordon. Do you? Let's see if we can get uh, some type of commentary. <laughs> oh, that. they need to, and maybe they have already, although I don't remember hearing about it, they need to have Guy and Mort like have a battle yeah. on, uh, on Detroit. Arm wrestle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a thumb war. And you know what? For being in his 80s, he still looks good. And that rich baritone boy. I boys. know. My goodness, Mark. His shirt all unbuttoned. He's showing a little bit of a necklace there. Mm -hmm. He was like, hey, ladies, what's up? You should put him together with Pam Dauber on a show and do Morton Mindy. Hey, welcome. Mm. So you have that tonight. And then coming up next year... There may be a very interesting documentary that has to do with the city mm. of Detroit. So documentaries this year are are like having a day, man, because right. you've got the Ruth Bader Ginsburg one mm -hmm. that is making crazy money. There's the one called Three Identical Strangers, which is also making a lot of money about triplets that didn't realize that they had siblings until later in life mm. and then found out that they had been subjects of experiments. Oh, that like they, Could they move matter with their power of their I minds? mean kind of they, this, this company like specifically wanted to see what would happen if they separated twins and triplets wait were and so they names? purposely shuttled them off so that they never That's knew cruel so cruel they should have named them 12 13 and 14 <laughs> yes they should have <laughs> um and then uh, another big documentary um this summer that I just saw and I highly recommend is won't you be my neighbor the Mr. Rogers um, documentary. I, I can't see that because I heard it makes you cry. It does. It does. It'll tear you up. It will. Um, so because documentaries are like the hotness right mm. now, this guy decided, you know what would be super sexy in a documentary? Yes. Detroit's bankruptcy. <laughs> mm. How many chapters are in that? 11? 12? 13? Yeah, so he was inspired by documentaries um, being so popular and also the fact that the movie The Big Short was able to make something financial actually right. interesting for people to watch. So he is thinking he can do the same here, and he has already started it. Um, we Are Alive, a grand bargain for America's city, and he's hoping that it will be done late 2019. Mm. It is a fascinating story and it there are a lot of interesting characters in it and it is a cautionary tale 
for other cities, right. the same kind of thing that could happen. But I don't know if it has the same pull as a Mr. Rogers right. or triplets who didn't know each other or Ruth Bader yeah. Ginsburg and being a million years old and still doing no. her thing. I don't know. I don't. I I would agree with you on that one because. For us, being Detroiters, it's important. But for everyone else, Detroit's been like the butt of the joke forever. Right. And it's kind of like, are you going to change people's minds or are you going to reinforce the stereotype? Good question. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's already done a ton of interviews. I don't know if he's already gotten um, Governor Rick Snyder, but that's definitely going to be somebody mm. who he's going to be talking. Do you remember Kevin Orr? Like, yes. all of these names when I was going through yeah. this, I'm like, oh, I, I, when we were embroiled in this, it was like, it was the newspapers every day. Like, yeah. This is what you were reading and, and about. And Kevin Orr as the EMF uh, was unbelievable. Oh, you're oh, unbelievable. It was EFM, <laughs> the emergency financial manager. Yes. So uh, a lot of places that do studies about different things mm. like to plunk Detroit really far down on right. the list. And, and you know what? I think when they build these lists, yeah. they either put Detroit on the bottom for lists that are positive right. or put Detroit on top for lists that are negative. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the list of the most livable cities, Detroit's always at the bottom. And it's always because of something stupid and it's always written by people who have never, ever been here. Well, we uh. just we just had a study that said <clears throat> Detroit is one of the least drivable cities or one of the worst cities to drive in. Right. Which is based on a number of different and, and, factors. And did the person who wrote the article drive in all of the cities and go, no, clearly Detroit's pretty drivable because <laughs> I lived in some places that are totally undrivable. In Detroit, New York. Yeah, New York, and I've been to L.A. quite a bit, and they are crap cities to drive in. Seattle's yeah. bad, too. So is Portland. So Detroit, we love you. Give us a break. Yeah, open up Westbound 696, by the way, <laughs> getting back to this out of town. Well, now, Wallet Hub has determined that Wallet Detroit Hub. is the most stressed out city. Yeah, you know why we're stressed out? Because of all these stupid <laughs> statistics. Yes. They suck. I know. So high unemployment, poverty, divorce, inadequate sleep. We're all yeah. factors in the report. You know why we got inadequate sleep? Because we got it going on. We don't have time for sleep. We still got the sexy, oh, yeah. sexy in Detroit City. And you know what? Here's you know what? Why another reason we don't get sleep is because our sunlight is out until like eleven thirty at <laughs> night. So what are you doing at ten at night? You're mowing the lawn. You're gardening. You are. I'm no, sure your neighbors on. love that when you're mowing the lawn at like nine o'clock at I night. Just, they do. Yeah. They do because lawn's damn good looking. It I'm looks sure. like a fairway. If if I know you, Joe, I know your lawn is tight. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta lay up the ball in the middle of my lawn just to get it to the green. I'm just saying. <laughs> so ah. most stress cities, we're number one. Then Newark, New Jersey, Cleveland, Ohio. I feel like Cleveland should be higher. Oh, Cleveland should totally be higher. Yeah. Then you've ah, got Birmingham, Alabama, got Alabama, and Toledo, Ohio. Two Ohio cities making the most stress list. No, this, Least this is, let me just interject. Please. Because I never interject on Sarah's points. Do it. I, here's the problem. They take like a whole bunch of statistics, like how much do the people sleep in Detroit? And what's the uh, divorce uh, rate? What's the divorce rate? Does that really rate. mean anything? All it is is just somebody going, oh, these numbers are pretty high. We're going to put it number one on the list. Well, they took what are typically the most stressful events in somebody's mm -hmm. life divorce 
unemployment. Doing a podcast. Movie, doing a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so they lined all of them up, and to them, that equals the most stress. Where we yeah. need to move to, apparently, um, the least stressed cities included Fremont, California. Yeah, that's where they make Teslas. Okay. Uh, really? Uh-huh. Uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. I'll, yeah, I'll pass. That's, uh, yeah, that's in North Dakota. The only worst place in North Dakota is Fargo, right? Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, let's hmm. see. We went. Oh, Scottsdale, Arizona, made it in there for least stressed. Irvine, oh, California, yeah. San Jose, California. And Irvine. If you don't want to hike it out to Cali, you can go to Madison, Wisconsin. Irvine. Lots of cheese. I think uh, Irvine might might actually have more strip malls than the Metro. (laughs) I'm just saying. We have a decent-sized circle over there on the west side there. What's that? Is that Grand Rapids? Oh, that's a good question. I think that is Grand Rapids. So the west side of the state is not as stressed as our side of the state. Interesting. I believe it. Have you been over there? It's beautiful. I love it. It's beautiful. They're all hippie dippies over there. (laughs) I was having a good time. Lots of farm to table. That's true. Lots of micro distilleries. How's somebody going to be mad in Grand Haven? You're not. Yeah. You're just chilling. Yeah. You got the SS Beaver in Ludington. You go, hey, I want to go to Green Bay for the afternoon. Let's jump (laughs) on the ferry. Come on. So there are many factors that went into making people stressed out in Detroit and making the list of most stressed out. The next story that we're about to do, I think, also adds to my particular level of stress. And why I might not be able to sleep at night. And we will tell you what that is when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle Power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Red flowers bursting down below us. Those people didn't even know. 
and we're back. Thank you for hanging out, spending a little time with mm. us, whether you're doing it live or if you're listening to us at some other crazy odd hour. Mm. Maybe you're a stressed out Detroiter and you can't yeah. sleep, so it's you're watching our podcast at like yeah. one in the, yeah, three in the morning. Yeah. Do and it. After you mow the lawn, you dug <laughs> mowing the lawn at midnight. You know, do whatever you're gonna do. Um, this seems like a bad idea, but honestly, at this point in this world, I don't know what's a good idea or a bad idea anymore, really. <laughs> Which is that Dennis Rodman has more plans to go back to North Korea, and he wants to take a buddy mm -hmm. with him, and that buddy is Kanye West. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> this is a bad idea. You think? This is a really <laughs> bad idea. The only thing worse would be they meet with Kim Jong-un in a private room with no one else but a translator. That could happen because I believe he does want his buddy, his pal, to meet his other short friend, which is Kim Jong-un. And honestly, because Oon no. is so crazy, somehow Oon and Dennis Rodman had some sort of like a synergy and a mind meld because it was crazy and crazy in the same room. I Maybe the craziness of Kanye will also match up with Kim Jong-un and they'll get some yeah. stuff done. I think the translator in that first meeting was just screwing with the both of them. <laughs> going, I, I don't know what to, I'll just, you know, I'll kiss both their asses on each other's behalf. Yeah. And they'll love each other and that'll be it. Maybe that's what happened. Rodman I, says with Un, it's all about respect. And he feels like he has no. Un's respect and no. he respects Un and that's how, you know, we bridge gaps mm. and, you know, we change the world and make, bridges. and make things what happen. They were playing Kim Jong Uno. <laughs> Draw four! Oh, he drops a wild. Oh, no! Reverse! Holy crap! <laughs> I'm the leader of this country out of reverse crap! You can't make me do anything. So maybe a third person will mix things up in the game of King Kim Jong-un. Hey, yeah. make it happen. Yeah, and actually, Dennis Rodman has some, oh, it's called AnyTickets.com. He has this company mm. um, that is supposed to help to make experiences happen for people around the world. Mm. And so not only does he want to take Kanye with him to North Korea and hopes that Kanye will write songs and possibly a whole album about this experience. No! Yeah. Um, if you are a Rodman fan and you contact this company, he may try and make it happen that he can just take like regular Joe citizens with him on his trip as well. Hmm. Should we try? Yeah, we should fill out, uh, <laughs> fill out the paperwork. Fill out a form, see if we I, can go on that what, field trip. What if Kanye is secretly terminally ill and this is the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Oh, and, and wants, that's his wish? He wants to meet Kim Jong-un and have kimchi. I don't know. <laughs> Korean barbecue, quite good though. Delicious. I, now this week was the All-Star Game and uh, it <laughs> was a memorable one, not for the baseball but for the racism. Right. Um, this, I, I would like somebody to fill in a few details for me. Mm -hmm. But basically what happened was um, Hader was in the game and then he sucked and they took him out after the eighth. Mm. And then somehow in the ninth inning is when somebody decided to take tweets from Hater's old Twitter handle mm -hmm. and just release them into the world. And his old Twitter handle, which has since been deleted, was yes. Haterade TM. 
With a check mark. Trademarked, bitches. And uh, number one, if your name is Hater, you got to watch <laughs> what you say. I'm just saying. Yeah. So uh, low lights include multiple uses of the N-word mm. in this old uh, Twitter feed he had. Yeah. Rampant misogyny. Yeah. A couple see you next Tuesdays. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, the phrase gay people freak me out because mm. somebody was wearing a pony shirt. All right. Mm -hmm. um, and straight up tweeting KKK. Right. So, yeah. he, I mean, he has a new Twitter now, but clearly he didn't realize that when you're famous, when you are an athlete mm. on a major league team, right. you need to scrub the crap out of any you old do. Twitter handles and that you have. So he is going to sensitivity training. Yes. And Major League Baseball did a press release and they said, you know, we don't condone this. And, you know, really, they can't, and I don't think they should, they can't fire him for something that he felt five years ago. I mean, as, as ugly it is, they really can't do anything. However, there is this. Um, a lot of people, if you read through the tweets, which I fell into that rabbit hole last night. Sure. A lot of people, including people that are professing to be some of his relatives or distance cousins or something, say, this isn't really him. No, it is him. It is. There is the, when you tweet that many times about this stuff, that's basically who that's woven into your fabric. Right. Well, because in his apology, Hader said, you know, that I was just a dumb kid. That's mm -hmm. not how I feel now. And yes, right. people can grow right. ish and change ish. But yeah. you are correct in saying that was hate that he was yeah. spewing out consistently. It wasn't like it was like a one off. Right. It, it wasn't was, like he was drunk and he slipped. Right. You know, I mean... That was a lot you know, of things that were coming out of him. He is a wolf in sheets clothing. I'm talking white sheets with matching hoods. <laughs> so, at this point, you gotta wonder, how is this going to go forward? I think he's going to keep his job, and he'll just have his stigma attached to him. Kind of like John Rocker. Remember John okay, Rocker? Yeah. That happened, and, you know, I believe he had some type of career in Major League Baseball. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with his teammates, mm. who... You Aren't know. white? <laughs> Maybe gay? I don't know. Because apparently, you know, he was cool with everybody prior to this all coming out. So it wasn't like he was mistreating anybody on mm. his team um, <clears throat> with, you know, horrible racist comments while he was working with them. However, during the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, watch these videos. <laughs> like, um, so for the All-Star game, they loosen up the phone rules. And so the players were like in the dugout with their phones and they're, you know, taking videos of everybody doing their mm. thing and posting them and doing fun stuff or whatever. And then all of a sudden people started noticing that Nelson Cruz and a couple other players are looking at their phones really pissed. Yeah. And apparently at roughly the same time, people who had hater jerseys on, the replica jerseys, were turning them inside out. Including his, his family. His family members, too. His family, was they were giving him, like, blank jerseys that didn't have his yeah. name on the back, or they were turning him inside. I mean, if your yeah. family has to be like... Yeah, and the <laughs> irony of a lynch mob in this case <laughs> is all too real. And then there was a Hispanic or Latino player who was, was tweeting, this is not the same person that I consider a friend, blah, blah, blah. So their experience of him yeah. has been very different. But what I, the question that I want answered is, who is this person who knew and on purpose waited right. until the All-Star uh -huh. game to 
put it all out surgical there. Surgical precision. Yes. He, he knew when to do it. Maybe it was like an old bu- uh, bully from like, he's somebody he bullied from high school. Yeah. Maybe. And he was just sitting on it. And that bully was just <laughs> playing the long game. Like, there, oh, this is gold. There, there I know when I'm going to release these. A gay person of color sitting at home. <laughs> so proud. I've waited seven years to do gotcha. this. And finally, my plan has come to pass. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I just, I've never seen anything like it where this was definitely a tactical right. move where they were like oh he's out ninth inning really yeah and then this happened to be when the other players could have their phones and i don't know if someone like you know called him was like oh you got to see this or right. if it was just that because they were posting all-star things when they looked up hashtag all-star to see what else is out there they were like uh excuse me what's right. going on? that's that's kind of pretty much what happened is that this is like the first time he's been in like the public eye right because he's just a young kid on a, on a team that no one really cares about right and he was in the all-star game and so people started like looking into him and then they found his old twitter account right. and then everything started and coming then, out we'll I, buy him yeah and uh, <laughs> i mean he probably won't lose his job if he had any endorsements going those are probably gone no mas Yes. Yeah, I mean, that was quite an implosion. Now, there is a thing that a lot of people do when they go to a baseball park, and that is to enjoy a delicious hot dog, Joe. Oh, I thought you chose to watch races. Aside from the racism, (laughs) (laughs) what people like to do when they go to the ballpark Uh, is have a hot dog. mm -hmm. I will have on my hot dog mustard and ketchup. Me too. You're fired. Get out. I know. Out. I know. I out. know, David. I know. <laughs> this is like, people, like our friend here, mm. lose their damn mind when ketchup gets out Take your sugar tomato I sauce mean, and get out of here. No, no, no. I don't get that. I mean, that Heinz has been telling us since childhood that this is perfectly okay. Listen, when I'm not at the ballpark, sometimes I'll have just ketchup on it. Ooh. But most times I'll do ketchup, mustard, and maybe like a little bit of relish. Yeah, we, oh, uh, he's we have, he's leaving. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. Ah, I love you. Come Dave. back. Uh, Dave, yeah. Dave, you complete us. <laughs> Don't leave. You make things happen. Uh, we, I'm we here under protest. <laughs> we had a hot dog last week at Costco, and we both enjoyed syrup. Sarah even uh, did I call you syrup? Sarah, close enough. Sarah even <laughs> put the condiments on the hot dog. Oh, that sounded weird too. I'm just saying that we enjoy ketchup the normal way together. On really oh, big hot dogs. By the hey. way, catch the video of our uh, Costco excursion oh, yeah. on our Facebook page at we had, a, we had a good time in Sample Land, for sure. Now, here's the thing. This is what kills me about this whole thing. This news comes as Chicago puts up a traffic sign. <laughs> yes. One of those signs that's over the freeway. Electronic traffic sign. The actual Illinois Department of Transportation put out a sign that said, no texting, no speeding, no catch-up. Or is it catsup? Is it catsup? Because catsup's <laughs> made with real cats. Catsup, hey, meow, meow. Uh, here's here's what I the Chicago is very like more than Michigan. I, Chicago, yeah, super serious. I, you know what about the no ketchup rule? Chicago, for hot dogs. you can't talk. You are the city that puts peppers <laughs> on your hot dogs. It's not a salad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually... You make your hot dogs into a freaking casserole on a bun, Chicago. <laughs> your deep dish pizza, good stuff. Good, That's good true. pizza. Yeah, I don't know. Whew. I'm not uh, I'm not a real... 
No, and not just because I sometimes like ketchup on my hot dog, but I don't really dig the Chicago dog. You don't? No. It's, it's too okay. much stuff. It's too much stuff. It's okay, but you know what? It's like, you know, you look weird eating it with a fork like you would with a Coney, <laughs> right. right? You know, because yeah. Coney's are legit Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's too many there's too many vegetables on it. That's know? what I'm saying. I it's not a salad. Yeah, like, we just... Yeah. I like it a little bit more streamlined, right. slightly more simple. Yeah. I like it so that it's disgusting to our producer, Dave. Mm. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, hot dogs in summertime, they go together. Yes. And they make you real happy. But there is a way that summer can be terrifying. Mm. And we will tell you what that is when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. We're about to tell you how summer can attack. Mm. It is terrifying. So if you go and you hang out on the Jersey Shore. Yes, with the situation. And Snooky, mm-hmm. You will realize that when people go to the Jersey Shore, they take their beaching very seriously. Yeah, Jay, wow. <laughs> and they have legit beach umbrellas stuck up like mm. in the sand oh, yeah. to protect them and their family. And they have all the different accessories. And actually, as I heard it, you can actually, if you don't want to do it yourself and bring it, you can pay these people that are there like a small fee Mm -hmm. and they will have like rentable um, umbrellas and towels and they will jam the crap out of that umbrella into the ground so that it is as stable as possible. Mm -hmm. And things like what 
we're about to tell you don't happen, which is that there was a 67-year-old UK tourist, lovely lady, just vacationing, having fun on the mm -hmm. Jersey Shore, <clears throat> when a huge gust of wind comes, picks up somebody's beach umbrella, hurdles it through the air, and at first I was thinking it was like the full stem, but it was mm. one of the spines yeah. of the beach umbrella, goes straight through her ankle, ah. like front yeah. to back, just stabs the crap yeah. at like right through the ankle. And it was her birthday. She was there celebrating her birthday. Was she really? Yes. Oh, happy. God! Oh, right through geez. the, yeah. And so the paramedics had to use bolt cutters to cut uh. the beach umbrella as much as they could to get it off her so they could actually physically transport uh. her to the hospital that and is, remove uh, the rest of it. It's going to leave one hell of a Brexit wound. <laughs> yes. Hey, nice. Mm. I was not expecting Brexit, well, so hey. I'm proud of you. Yeah. But how absolutely positively terrifying. You say, you sound like uh, someone who's been to the Jersey Shore. Have you oh, been? Oh, yeah. Really? I was conceived in Philly, which, oh. which meant that uh, as a child, I went quite a bit to the Jersey Shore. Get out of yes. here. Yes. And is it pretty uh, intense? <laughs> it is. Umbrellas flying all over all the place. All over the place. Oh, yeah. Summer's dangerous. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Guys just like selling watches out of trench coats. <laughs> Gnarly. But I will tell you, other than the paramedics that helped this woman who mm. was impaled by a beach umbrella, I would say my new hero of summer is the sign language interpreter who has gone viral. Somebody who was at the show started to videotape her rather than the band mm. on stage mostly. Um, Slayer is doing their last big yep. tour and they have a bunch of other bands on the tour with them, including Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. And so this sign language interpreter just put her heart and soul and possibly the devil into <laughs> doing the show. So much so that the lead singer at one point of Lamb of God, I guess, like got down off the stage and was like jamming out right next to her because he loved how into it she was. Right to convey it to any of the deaf people into the audience. So here is a little sample of the now viral sign language interpreter. security it's guards awesome. also banging his head which so, is hysterical first of all kudos to slayer and lamb of god for following the americans with disabilities act to the t yes I'm, I'm guessing everything was accessible the sinks were at the right height sure there was ramps and we had someone for the hearing impaired which Ooh. begs the question how do the people in the audience lose their hearing were they born without hearing or did they go deaf at one of the shows i feel like you and i are getting there mm. after okay. what huh 
Wow. We've been to what? so many shows. These aren't these are these are not these are miracle ears. Right. That we're wearing. So the interpreter's name is Lindsay, Lindsay Rothschild Cross, and she's seven. She grew up on Guns N' Roses, Alice in Chains, and Iron Maiden, but she never actually had interpreted for death mm. metal before. Right. So she did some research on each of the bands that she was going to be doing the interpretation so for to get into it. And she, like, one of the songs she had to interpret things like, I will show you all that I've mastered. Fear, pain, hatred, power. This is the art of ruin. She's like, all right, get it up. Let's go. I've got all those words down and I've got the facial expressions. That's amazing. And yeah, she's awesome. I so. think this will not be the last time you see her. Lindsay? I think she'll go on tour with somebody and this will be her bread and butter. You know what? Yeah, yeah. where they're like, we only want Lindsay to be at our yeah. shows interpreting every right. time. That's kind of cool. Yeah, at one point she's like, oh, screw. I, I got an offer from Elton John. I was like, candle in the wind. Tank. No, dumb. Mm, no. I only want super intense. <laughs> Dead so congratulations, Lindsay. You are very, very cool. There was something terrifying that happened this week on television, mm. which is um, big summertime show is America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. Not a lot else on. No. So a lot of people will watch America's Got Talent. And they're kind of getting more and more towards like the, the big deal, the mm. semis and the finals or whatever. And so each of the acts is really trying to step it up right. and do things they've never seen before. Yeah, because like, they're, they're axing somebody. And we, yes, exactly. And so this trapeze act was like, you know, we've never done anything with fire and blindfolds mm. before. Yeah. Let's have the guy who has to catch the girl be blindfolded and see how that goes. Well, yeah. here's how that goes. A husband and wife are performing their trapeze act before a packed studio when something goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Everyone is in shock as she slips through his grip. Their two-year-old son looks on. After a pause loaded with drama, she popped up and gave the crowd a big smile. Guys, I gotta say, this was scary to watch. No joke! Inside Edition guy, no S, Sherlock. <laughs> like, yeah, this was scary to watch. Also because, and they showed it in that clip, her two-year-old son was in right. the audience watching this all go right. down. He's and damaged. He's totally damaged. Um, so they did have a, a safety mat down mm. there, and so then she did, you know, pop up after all that. But she actually has some sort of macular degeneration, so she's actually partially blind herself. Uh. And then her... I think it's her husband um, who was supposed to catch her. Right. What they do is he has a musical cue, so he knows what's going on when he's blindfolded, mm. and then he's supposed to give her a verbal cue so mm. that they time everything perfectly. Right. But the audience was cheering so loudly that she couldn't hear his verbal cue, and also somehow there was a little bit of a sway to the trapeze, and with the fire uh. they were slightly sweaty. And so, whoop, that's yeah. how she just slipped right out. It's a perfect storm. You know what? And um, But I will say this, looking on the bright side, I believe this is Robin's origin story. So that kid <laughs> will soon be moving into Wayne Manor to join Bruce Wayne in fighting. Yes. Well, they did. Because the minute she popped up, mm. they said to the judges, can we try it again? And they were like, no, we're good. No, we're, you're going through to the next round. It's all right. No. That should not be the first thought out of your brain after yeah. you almost died on stage. No, no. It, you need the voiceover of like when you drop your wife from a trans trapeze. 
you better be happy that you're covered by all state. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, when I had my life insurance policy, it's like they do this checklist. Do you have life insurance? Uh, uh maybe. Okay, so when you, I have when car you insurance. Get, when you when you get life insurance, do they come and they they give you like a blood test and they give you a physical? And, oh, then uh, no. I and know. they ask you all these questions like, do you skydive? Do you ride a motorcycle regularly? Do you do anything that's at risks? Because we don't want to pay this policy out if you do. Well, I took, I took life insurance out on both of you guys, so. Did you? Oh, that's so oh, nice, David. Thank you. It's because the lighting could fall on us at any minute. Yeah, this we'll is all held together by, like, by a an hope Edison and a prayer. <laughs> we are on death's door. Uh, it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. This light blows all of a sudden, and I'm blinded. Yeah. And, and then yeah. the logo becomes past tense, popped that oh, culture. Oh, Joe. Dark. Wow. Now, <laughs> let's go. I'm going to go to a happy so are we memory. switching gears? Yeah, I'm going to go. Putting the clutch in, pulling <clears throat> it down to neutral, and maybe, maybe third, maybe second <laughs> gear. I'm going to go to a happy memory from childhood, um. which is when I used to watch the crap out of He-Man and She-Ra. Not my jam. Oh. Not my jam. I loved He-Man and She-Ra. You know Those were my shows. The thing here, my problem with He-Man <laughs> is this. To me, He-Man was always the kid, the Dutch boy. From the paint the can. haircut was rough. I'm um, not, I'll, on, I'll on go with juice. you on that. He and was he was wearing furry underpants. And yeah, he, yeah, he was a hundred percent roiding out. And, yes. and even though he was a cartoon, he kind of looked like he may have had bo. I'm just saying. I never thought he yeah. man looked like he smelled. Like that big cat he was riding, maybe, but I don't yeah, think he Yeah, well, that's why he looked like he smelled. Because <laughs> he was around that animal. You know a tussle with Skeletor? That can't smell good. <laughs> I mean, come on. So I get it. It's burned in our brain what those specific versions of He-Man and She-Ra looked like. But Netflix decided to buy a rebooted version of She-Ra, which is what she looks like here. And it's more of like an anime yeah, it looks um, very anime. Version. And she's younger. I would say she's like, like 14 or 15 maybe mm, in yeah. the new cartoon. So it's for younger girls. Right. Apparently, dudes on Twitter are very angry. Of course they are. <laughs> that she is not sexy like the previous incarnation of She-Ra, who was an adult woman showing off her boobs, basically. <laughs> Do we see a pattern forming between Star Wars and oh, She-Ra? Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, there were ton of guys just complaining that this was not their She-Ra. Well, guess what? You're right. It's for children. This version is not for you, dudes, to do whatever you're going to do. This really is the problem with some of this geek culture that ends up becoming religion. It, this is a common thread when you look at Star Wars, you look at She-Ra, you look at Star Trek. Anytime they do something new, they get pissed off when the new material does not resemble the old material. Yeah. Get over it. If you're 55 <laughs> and you you have to brush away your action figure collection to watch She-Ra and she doesn't have boobs the way you need so you can rub one out. That's your problem, not theirs. Rant off. Woo. Um, that is very similar to what other people were saying who were making fun of the mm. dudes who were upset on Twitter. Right. Uh, yeah, precisely that. 
like, I demand you make this kid's cartoon make me horny again. Right. And I wish I had the energy of you folks who can see a picture of a cartoon woman and get so angry about how they don't want to have sex with it that they hallucinate the end of Western civilization. Right. I just, you know what? There's, there's a thing, you know, you can tell who the pessimists are because this is their glass half empty. Yes. Me being a glass half full guy is like, why do you need Shiro do you got Mrs. Incredible? I mean, she's got that booty, oh. though. Oh, she's got it going That on. booty, yeah. though. Oh, girl. Uh -huh. uh, when we get back, I think we may have found the world's cutest mugshot, if you mm. can believe it. It's adorable. Mugshots are not supposed right? to be adorable, but this one is, mm -hmm. and we will show it to you when we get back on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. It's a song about pugs. You've never heard that song? No. Oh, you should, yeah. It's, a, it's an educational that. song about pugs. <laughs> Who's it by? Uh, some song. It's just like a YouTube. Yeah. Okay, YouTube so if I go to YouTube and I look the up pug song, pug yeah. song this, yeah. is, this oh, yeah. is what will come yeah. up. Because <laughs> I started listening and I'm like, are the, is that, are yeah. those lyrics about an actual pug? Yes. We don't know where you came yes. from, but you're amazing they, pugs. They, they explain, I think it's the second <laughs> verse, they explain how pugs are bred. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they took a mastiff and it humped <laughs> something smaller and, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I think the last verse, like after the bridge, they explain how the Chinese sent them all over the world as gifts. 
can we we should put that on our page today? Yeah, well. well, yeah, let's do it. People Why could enjoy not? our Costco video yeah. and then also the pug song that I, I did not know existed you know, until just now. Sarah, there's a, there's so many things you teach me, Joe. I know this is a this should be a learning. This is infotainment. I I, I don't know what it else really, to call yeah, it. You've yeah. taught me. Well, you introduced me to uh, what was the the BMX bike? Oh, movie? Rad the movie. Rad yes. the movie. Um, you also introduced me to the Star Wars Christmas special, yes. which I did not know about. And now you have introduced me to the YouTube sensation Pug Song mm -hmm. that I'm going to be all over today the yes. minute we stop recording this. Or actually, we're doing it live, <laughs> but you know. Um, so anyway, there was a little pug named Bean, which is a perfect pug name, mm. who escaped the home of his owner in Baltimore, Maryland. And this little pug ended up all the way in Cape May, New Jersey. Ooh. It probably being chased by an umbrella. Right. I'm just Dangerous that. on the show. And so Cape May police were called by somebody and they brought the pug in and they thought it would be really cute in order to help if anybody had any information about the owner of this mm. pug to have the pug take a pug shot. Oh, yeah. And he did. Mm -hmm. Little Bean. If yeah. we can see Bean, Bean, where are you? There you are. Oh, look at his little legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His and legs. now he's got a conviction. Looks like he's living the pug life. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so, I mean, they, these little, poor little dogs, they can't breathe to save yeah. their life. Their faces are so smashed, but they're so cute. Yeah, you might call the uh, Cape May Police Department the Pug Enforcement Agency. The PEA. Yeah. I like pug life a little bit better. Okay. Pug life. Oh. So adorable. And so finally word did get back to the owners and they picked a little bean up and and then the police department put another thing up about how um, Bean's bail was paid in cookies or something like that. But you know what made me sad is that because we can't have nice things on the internet, there was a whole article that was about this incident, but sort of linking it to others, where there seems to be a trend of a lot of police departments like sort of doing funny things on their social mm -hmm. media pages. Well, you know, you it's a PR thing because yeah. police, you know, in the here and now, whether or not you agree with it, they, they have an image problem. Right. And part of it is because of, you know, there's a few bad eggs in different police departments that have really made it difficult for otherwise upstanding police officers to do their jobs. Yeah. And so they kind of have to take this into consideration to let people know, like, hey, we're not this Gestapo that you make us out to be. Right. Well, this article, I think it was a Vice article, and they were saying that, like, Police departments should not be allowed to have a sense of humor and have jokey things on their social media mm. and that, you know, they have the power and that, you know, it's not the right thing for them. Whatever. It was just it was just like a bunch of, you know, that's no. peeing in your Cheerios. And yeah. it was like, can we just have a picture of a cute pug? Like, right. Can, can we have thing, you know, this? People are going to want them to take the teddy bears out of their trunks for the traumatized kids that they have to deal with. I yeah. Mean, let it be. Stop being so uptight. Just saying. Now, something else that's magical, in addition mm. to the pug shot, is this tweet that has gone viral. Mm. And it is amazing. And I never thought about it this way before. Mm. And I don't know if the person who was thinking about this was maybe enjoying some recreational uh, puff, puff, pass, mm. pass when they yeah. thought this or up. Or some mushrooms. Or that. Yeah. Or that. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Kyle Brownlee tweeted... How are unicorns fake? 
but giraffes are real. Like what's more believable, a horse with a horn or a leopard moose camel with a 40 foot neck? It's ba all about bam. perspective. Excellent point. Yes. If you really look at a giraffe, that S seems crazy. Like yeah. I can't believe that that animal is real. Mm -hmm. Right. And the horse is just like, he's just got a rhino horn. Like, what? Yeah, and but, if you, you think know. about it, you know, the giraffe is kind of like, you know, when you're playing with Lego and you build a whole bunch of stuff with Lego and then in the box, there's like all these miscellaneous pieces, but you still want to build stuff. So you make something that's kind of all bastardized. <laughs> it's kind of like what happened with a giraffe, right? Yeah. Kyle continues. Yeah. You tell me, which looks more like it's from a different planet. Oh yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you, sir. Mm. You are onto something here. And then someone else chimed in. What even are those nubs on giraffe heads anyway? I've been calling yeah. them antenna, but I feel like that's really wrong. No, that's what, you know, if you pour water on a giraffe's back, that those are the, the spores that baby giraffes are grown from. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't feed them after midnight either. Mm. The gremlins of the animal world. Right. For sure. They'll be chasing around Phoebe Cates. They'll be all crazy. <laughs> So I thank you, sir. Thank you, Kyle Brownlee, for bringing up something that mm. we all should have been thinking right? a long time ago, but we have not been. Yeah. Now, Joe, mm -hmm. we want people to go to our Facebook page yes. to enjoy many, many things. What is our Facebook page? It's at PTC Detroit. And, uh, you know, people tag us in Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know who tags us in Facebook every now and then? Who tags us? Craig Foley tags Craig us. Craig Foley tags us. That yeah. guy, man about town. Yes. You most know, interesting man in the world. He is very, very interesting. Uh, you know, he is positioning himself to be the new Doseki guy. Yes. Easily. Well, that guy retired, I think. Yeah. So we do need a most interesting, yeah. a new, new, most interesting so man in the world. So stay Foley, my friends. Stay and Foley. And stick around for two more hours. <laughs> we will see you tomorrow on Pop That Culture.